because this is our Ecuador Sunday. You know, a couple um, weeks back, we all uh, got together, a group of us, and went to Ecuador. And so they're going to start joining us now and just um, have a lot in store for you this morning. So would you sing this song with us that you know so well because God's grace is so amazing. Stronger 
continue. Amen. Welcome to Crossroads. Could you imagine if, uh, if our praise team did that every Sunday? Wouldn't that be kind of cool, you know? Hey, we're thankful that you're here this morning. Welcome to Crossroads. If you're our guest, we'd like to ask you to uh, please stop by our Welcome Center. We have a gift for you this morning. And uh, as, you, as you heard Rhonda announce, today is our Ecuador Day. It'll be a different service. You're going to hear a lot of testimonies today from the people that went to Ecuador. And uh, as we, we, were, we were just there. We've been home barely two weeks. And uh, they are super excited about what God has done in Ecuador. And uh, I'm excited that you get to hear a little bit of what God has done in their life, as well as what happened in the lives of the people of Ecuador. I want to thank you all for your support. So many people have financially supported this trip, supported these people, supporting uh, everything that God has called us to do on this. And we, we're thankful for a church like this. Without a church to support and to get united behind something like this, we, we couldn't do this. And so it's, it's really exciting that God has placed us in a church like this that cares about souls, cares about people around the world, not just here at home, but around the globe. So we're, we're thanking you for for that, and I hope that you'll enjoy what we're about to share today. If you're, I would, I'd like to ask you to please pass the friendship folders down the aisle. And then by way of announcements, just one big announcement this week is Vacation Bible School starts tomorrow. That's July 11th through the 15th. Um, if you know anybody with kids, please, there's an insert in your bulletin. Please take that, put that in somebody's hand. Uh, better yet, call somebody tonight and say, hey, you got to get your kids up there. This is going to be a fantastic week. Uh, they, these people have prepared. As you can see, the auditorium looks like Walk This Way. That's the banners and, uh, and everything up here on the stage. Walk This Way, is uh, the theme is following the, the footsteps of the Apostle Paul. And so they're going to walk through the Apostle Paul's life this week. And, uh, and then you'll see these footprints are everywhere because they're going to have they're having a campaign this week. It's called Souls for Souls. So we're going to ask people to bring in their shoes to help people around the world and as those shoes get delivered, they carry the gospel. And uh, what an awesome verse in the Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. That's what we get to do this week. That's what we're going to be doing as we collect shoes. So next Sunday, if you'd like to bring a pair of shoes, uh, please do so. And you can, we'll have a shoe offering that will not replace the regular offering, okay? But uh, we'll have a shoe offering as well, and you can, you can participate. You'll see shoes up here that the kids will have brought in all week. And uh, if you would like to leave barefoot, that's, your, that's up to you. But uh, I will be wearing my shoes the entire day. And, uh, but you can bring a pair of shoes if you'd like to do that and, uh, and just help people around the world. So we're excited. If you, if you need more information about Bible School, they have their T-shirts available out there in the foyer. Please stop by their table, and, uh, and we'll, we will have a great week this week. Thank you for your prayers. God has just been moving in the church. It's been super exciting to watch God draw people unto himself. God is doing a great work in the church right now. It's the middle of July. People are coming and going. We've got vacations happening all over the place. And yet God is moving mightily in the church. And so we're thankful for, for what he's doing in your life. And we're thankful for your faithfulness. Your faithfulness in being here. Your faithfulness in giving. Your faithfulness in prayer through the summer. So I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward this morning as we receive the morning offering. If you are our guest this morning... I'd like to encourage you just to let this pass you by this morning. This is for those that are growing regularly in the, in the grace of giving for our regulars. And so as we give unto the Lord, what a joy it is for us to return thanks to Him. Amen? So let's pray, shall we? Father God, we come before you, and I thank you for all that you're doing in the lives of the people in our church. God, you've moved mightily. I, I, I'm so thankful for what happened in Ecuador, and I'm so even more thankful for what you're going to do this week, Lord, in this church. I pray that your blessing upon our church, God, as we, as we open up our hearts, we open up our hands, we open up our doors to the community. God, I pray that you will just bring people into this place who need a touch from you. Families that, that, that can use a, a touch from God, Lord, I know we can all use that touch. But Lord, so many people in our community that don't know you yet, I pray that you'll, you'll do a work here this week that will just carry on for months and months to come. And we bless your name. We thank you for what you're about to do. Thank you for the gift of giving this morning, Lord, that we can be on the giving end. And as we give, Lord, we, we're, we're overjoyed to give to you because you've given to us. You've given us eternal life. You've given us of all the things that we have. And so, God, I ask now that uh, as we give unto you, that you will bless each gift and each giver. In your name we pray. Amen.
As we give this morning, you'll be watching a video and you'll see firsthand some of the things that happened in Ecuador. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know
thankful to God for the opportunity to take 26 people from our church overseas to Ecuador and to, to serve, to, to not go to be served, but to go to serve. And that, but that's really the mission of Jesus. He sent his disciples out to serve the people. He sent his disciples out to, to spread his word, to make an impact on the community. And uh, so we, this morning we're titling today, My Ecuador Joyride. And that is actually a picture of the bus that we rode around in, and our missionary Daniel Gonzalez would just get in, and sometimes it wouldn't start, so he, he had a, a wire. He'd just open up the one compartment, he'd just jump it, you know? He'd just start, start on his own, but it hot-wired, okay? So he hot-wired the thing, and, and we got going, and, and, but we had a fantastic time there because we were serving and we were learning what was Christ's heartbeat all about. What is the mission of God? God's mission is people. So as we, as we start here this morning, I'd like to just share a little bit of Scripture this morning. John chapter 4, beginning in verse 31, says this, Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. Uh, what had just happened was that Jesus was on a journey, and he was on a journey through the town of Samaria. And, he, and if you know one thing about the Jews and the Samaritans, the Jews lived here, the Samaritans lived in the middle, and the Jews and the Samaritans did not get along. They were polar opposites. You had the Jews, you had the Samaritans. They would not talk to each other. It was, uh, it, it was, it was terrible friction between the two. And Jesus uh, said, I have to go through Samaria today. And, and if you, uh, what a Jew would typically do is they would go out around Samaria. So they would come up. And so if they were heading north from the south to the north and Samaria was in the middle, they would come up and then they would take a trip out and around by foot, this long journey out around up north to bypass Samaria because of this terrible friction, this, this animosity that the two felt towards each other. But Jesus came to overcome that. And Jesus says, I have to go through Samaria today. So he takes his disciples and he goes through Samaria and the woman at the well, he sits down, he talks with the woman at the well. And number one, for a Samaritan and Jew to talk, that would never happen. Number two, for a man and a, for a Jewish man and a Samaritan woman to talk was even further worlds apart. So his disciples, they had one off to eat. And Jesus sits down with the woman at the well and says, you know, I need something to drink. And she says, but you don't even have anything to drink with. You don't even have a pitcher. Why are you asking me for something to drink? And so he, he starts to, uh, spins a little relationship there, starts to talk to her. And, he, and through the course of the relationship, he lets this woman know how she can have eternal life and says, if you would know who I am, you would ask me for something to drink. The water that I give, you will never thirst again. You'll never be thirsty. And so she does. She drinks of the eternal life. She opens up her heart that day to Jesus, the Messiah. She recognizes who he is finally, and she becomes a follower of Christ. And then she leaves, and she goes back to the town. She says, listen, you've got to come. You've got to see this man, Jesus. Jesus changed my life today. Uh, he knew everything about me. He knew that the man I was living with wasn't my husband and that I had had five husbands. He knew everything about me, and yet he still took me in. He received me. He loved me. He cared for me. And he said that I could have eternal life. 
And so that was the joy that she had. So she goes out and she starts rounding in people from everywhere. And it's in that setting that this, this scripture takes place. So she is rounding people in. And, and the Samaritans are coming back because they want to hear, who is this person who's changing lives? Who is this person that's giving water that you'll never thirst again? Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. Now imagine the disciples. Okay, we've been gone. We got food. He's hungry. Somebody better take care of him. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? I mean, they were just thinking, you know, have anybody have food? Did somebody feed him that we didn't know about? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Uh, He said, I have something that's a little bit deeper, something that satisfies even more. The food that you have, it satisfies you, but it's very temporary. Just like the water that satisfied, uh, that the woman was drawing from the well, that was temporary. Jesus' living water would satisfy eternally. And so he comes here, he says, look, my food satisfies, and it is to do the will of him who sent me. Wow. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Verse 35, do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? He picked up on a, on a familiar saying that all the Jews knew. It was like a Jewish proverb. Uh, there are yet four months, then comes the harvest. In other words, we know the harvest is coming. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. He says, look, the fields are white. And he's not talking about the corn fields. He's not talking about the wheat fields. He's talking about the people. And who was coming in? Who was coming in? The Samaritans. And let me tell you this. One scholar says this, that the Samaritans dressed in white on a regular basis. And so they're coming in with their long white flowing robes. That's what they want to work in. And so as they're coming home from work, they're not even changing. They're coming back and this woman is saying, please, you've got to come see this man, Jesus. And they're coming in. They've got these long white robes on. And Jesus says, look fields are white under the harvest. He says, look at all the people, the people, they are white under harvest. Jesus often used the analogy of ripe. In, uh, over in Matthew, he says the fields are ripe under harvest. Here he says they're white under the harvest. In other words, look, look at the people that are coming. They're coming back to here. And he goes on further. He says, already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. Um, the one who reaped, Jesus was there and he, he had sown, he had reaped. Uh, the, the lady came to Christ, so as the seed of the gospel, but somebody else had been there before him. Somebody else had been plowing the soil. Jesus come along, got to reap, so that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for what you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Some get to plant. Some get to prepare the ground. Some get to just plant the seed. Other people get to reap the harvest. When we went to Ecuador, that's what we did. Some people were, some of the places that we went, we were just plowing the soil. Some places were just loving on people. We went into uh, uh, a home for special needs. You'll hear the kids talk about it this morning. And and it was heart-touching, heart-wrenching. But there, all we could do was plow the soil. And other places, we got to reap a harvest. Other places, we handed out a hot dog in the name of Jesus. And, and it was incredible. I mean, you should see the, the, the little toys we gave the kids. An incredible time. So we're going to get started here this morning. We're going to share the testimonies from our team. So I'm going to ask our team, first of all, would you all stand up and face the congregation, all right? Let's all stand and face the congregation. Let's welcome our team this morning from Ecuador. All right, you may be seated. I'm going to call up, first of all, Caleb, Jackie, and Hannah. If you three would come up, and I'm going to let them share with you what God has done on the trip and in their lives. All right, so we'll start with Caleb. Well, good morning. You know, it was an exciting trip getting to go to Ecuador. Uh, For me, it was my first time going on a mission trip with a church group. Uh, I've been overseas before for other mission opportunities, but this is the first time to go with a group and to actually get to go into the schools. And uh, to be involved with that was such an amazing thing because as a student pastor, uh, we don't get a lot of opportunities to go into the schools nowadays with uh, the way things have changed in our, in our government, so like that, we don't get those opportunities. And for them to allow us to come in and have an impact like that was such an awesome, awesome thing. We, of course, for going into the schools, we got to come in 
And usually we started out just getting to know each other's names. You know, we'd go around the room and they would tell us their names. We would tell them what our names were. Uh, for some of our students, we said, hey, these, are, these students are some of the same age as you guys are. And uh, then we'd get to play games. One of our game favorites was uh, running charades. And if you've never played that before, you, you have someone that kind of goes out away from the area where all the students are. And they're, 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 they're making up, a, we're brushing your teeth, riding a bike. And these, these, uh, we'd have two teams of these Ecuadorian students. They would run out there. And how it worked in their schools is there was like a balcony is what it was, a balcony with just multiple classrooms, and they would be running down these balconies. I mean, they're almost trampling teachers and stuff like that. And it was, it was pretty awesome to see them get involved, really get excited about that. And then uh, from there, we got to tell them, you know, John 3.16. I, I was able to, uh, I was picked to be the person to write it on the board every time. And, and we'd play a little game where I'd write it out in English. Our translator would write it in Spanish. And what I would do is they would be learning English as they would be going through this. So they would actually be reciting the verse, and we would say it together over and over and over again. And then I would take a word out. I'd say, do you guys know what word's missing? And we'd go through, and they'd fill that word in. And then I'd take three words out, and we'd go through. And then the last time, I just totally wiped the whole board off, and my translator went, oh, no, oh, no. And I said, they can do it, they can do it. And you know what? They went right through that thing. And uh, it, was, it was just awesome for them to be learning God's word in such a way and hearing about Jesus and God's only son come to this earth. And so we were excited to be a part of that. Oh, there it is. I was looking for that picture. So on another day, yeah, go and leave that up there. That's, that's delicious. If you don't know what that is, that's rotting walnuts is what, uh, what those, uh, that black mucus is. And uh, so what happened is we got an opportunity to go to a special needs facility. And uh, the first opportunity they threw out, I'm like, I'm just going to jump on this. First opportunity, crafts. Yeah, I got this. So we go to the craft room, and I think I'm going to be helping someone do a small craft. And uh, they're kind of explaining, you know, all their crafts. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to jump in and help someone with special needs. They had a student there with autism that I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to help this guy. And they said, no, 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 we've got something better for you. They said, follow this young lady right here. And she led us out into a courtyard where they had a walnut tree. And what they would do is when the walnuts and the husk would fall, they would sweep it into a corner, which is that corner right there behind Hannah, Hannah's scared face. And uh, they would sweep it there, and they just let it rot. And then what they would do later is they would come in, and they would, they would shuck the husk off the walnuts and then wash them like 20 times. And then they would bring that walnut into the craft room, and they would turn it into a keychain. So the, the people with special needs would make a keychain. It would be a good hands-on craft for them to, to be, stay active. And then they would go sell it in the market and raise funds for the facility. All from a resource they had in their backyard. And so right there, we're smiling and having fun because we knew it was for something better. At first, it was, the smell was horrendous. Let me just tell you that. It was like playing in sewer water. But at the same time, we were smiling because we knew it was going for God's glory. God was working through that resource. And I thought that was awesome that they could be able to use that and do something in such an amazing way. And, and we got to be a part of it in such a strange way. But we got to be a part of it. And uh, it was exciting to be a part of that and see that. And then uh, lastly, uh, just to be in the schools was just amazing. To see teachers who just cared about their students, not only through their education, but their spiritual aspect. I had a teacher walk up to me, and uh, she and uh, she, I think she had the same conversation with Carice, but she was talking. I couldn't fully understand her. She had a little bit of broken English, but she said, she said, this is just so amazing what you guys are doing, coming in here, telling them about Jesus. Uh, just this morning, we had a little study this morning before you guys got here, and uh, students are free to come out and be a part. And I was just like, that's, that's so amazing to see that in our schools and see teachers who are caring about their students. We got to be part of a big, uh, a big uh, auditorium program where the, you saw some of our students leading, and we were doing worship songs not only in Spanish but also in English. And then at the end, in closing, after Pastor Ken had given a testimony opportunity and also a, an invitation opportunity, the principal came up, and she prayed for all the students and prayed for the, the, the mission team. And to me, I'm like, can you see that nowadays? A principal in America walking up, and she's pr- and that the principal's praying for the school and praying for students to be saved. To me, it just blew my mind. It blew me away. And you know, one thing that I brought away as a student pastor is I'm praying for God to move that way again in our schools, in our public schools, and to see God be able to be proclaimed freely throughout the hallways, and that students will be able to worship God freely in uh, in a public setting like that. So, thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to be a part and uh, I just I just thank you guys for uh, listening this morning so
morning. My name is Jackie Teep, and this was my first time going on a missions trip to Ecuador. <laughs> okay, and Jesus started to work on me right away um, before we even left on leaning on him and growing closer to him through. I found out we needed to get shots to go. I'm scared to death of doctors, not really the shots, the doctors. So I came to the church, and um, some people were praying, and I was praying and um, leaning on him and here we go, Walgreen gave me the shots, not a doctor. <laughs> so that was a big relief. And then my second one was, how am I going to fund this trip? And my husband come home from work and he said, I got the idea. Why don't you sell your pumpkin rolls? The men at his work have uh, wanted me to sell these pumpkin rolls for a couple years. And I thought about it and prayed about it. And I said, okay, we'll give it a try. The pumpkin rolls pretty much funded the whole trip. So that was kind of exciting to see him work in that way. And then when we get over there and we're going into the schools and the kids are writing the Bible verse on the wall and we're teaching them the Bible verse and we're doing the flipper flapper, which is leading them to Christ. And um, I'm just thinking, wow, you know, I can't do that in America. I drive a school bus here so I know what I am and I'm not allowed to do. And to do that over there just was it was amazing. It just touched my heart so much, and I thought, how much I want to do that at home. I just want to do that at home. It would just be so awesome. So my prayer for um, everyone is to pray for the kids over there that started a relationship with the Lord, that they continue to grow, and to pray for us here that we can get our schools to open up like that again. Jackie, how many, how many pumpkin rolls did you sell? I sold approximately 170. Okay, 170. So she made homemade pumpkin rolls out of her kitchen and kept selling and selling and praying, and people just magically like to eat good food. It's amazing, you know? And, uh, and so God did that. I want to encourage you, you know, we're going to be having our Christmas offering coming up here in the, in, in, you know, at Christmas time. So we're going to be having that coming up. We're going to be giving, you know, a, a ton of money overseas to, to help missionaries Maybe you want to do something like that. Maybe God would lay something on your heart between now and then. You say, all right, I can, I can do something, and maybe God will bless it. Let's give her a hand. That's so, so exciting to me. Really exciting. So, hi, my name is Hannah Ford, and I had the opportunity um, this year to go on this mission trip to Ecuador. And... Let me just say, one of the um, most impactful moments on the trip, um, for me at least, was um, we were, I think we were, it was like day five of the trip, so it was toward the latter um, end of the trip, but we were going to a school in uh, a town called Cumbaya, Ecuador, um, and it w we were told it was a large school. Um, there were a lot of um, students, a lot of kids, um, all age, like high school, middle school, all ages um, combined. And um, they told us that they wanted us to, our, our team, they told our team that they wanted everyone to put on a little program. Um, so we were kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> so what are we going to do? So we kind of got, like, the band together. They put me with the band, and we kind of um, just decided uh, last minute what songs we were going to sing, and we had, like, a half hour to go over um, everything, and then um, Pastor Ken was going to give uh, a message. And um, uh, in this, uh, it was a huge auditorium, school auditorium, and tons of kids, and there was, like, a little stage, and you know, we sang our songs uh, with the band, and um, Pastor Ken gave his um, message. And after the message um, and the invitation, he um, said to all the kids that um, if you want to um, know more about Jesus and how to have a relationship with him, um, then you can go find one of the team members. Um, that day I think we were wearing gray, so he said go find one of the team members in gray and you can go talk to them and they will um, help you and uh, help you learn more about Jesus Christ. And so as soon as he said that, there were just droves of kids just going to uh, different uh, members of our team um, that were scattered. 
and um, they would just get together in groups and they wanted to know more about Jesus Christ. They were so um, thirsty um, for his love. And um, I wasn't personally one of the, the people that um, was down with the kids um, praying with them. Um, I was up on the stage with the, with the band. But um, for me, in that moment, to just see all these groups of kids with our team members and just arms around each other praying, um, just huge groups, um, I just broke down. Um, and I thought, you know, this is why we're here. This is why I'm here. This is why I came um, to just share the gospel with these these kids, these people of all ages, and just tell them about Jesus Christ and them receiving it. They want um, to hear it. So, thank you. As we continue, um, Carice, Cameron. Uh, Courtney, Gary, and Hunter, if you guys would come on up, and, um, and we'll continue a few more testimonies. That the word, the the verse there. My food is to do the will of Him who sent me, and to accomplish His work. Um, I'll tell you what: when you are doing what God's called you to do, it is energizing. Uh, not just knowing. There's a big difference between just going to church and knowing and learning Bible verses and learning information. And now taking all that and doing. What's God called you to do? So for this group, they were called to Ecuador for a week. Now we're, that was across the, uh, across the globe. Now we're all called across the street. God's called every one of you to do something, every one of us to do something. Who are we serving in our local community? Who are we serving uh, and how are we serving in our church? How are we serving the people in our town? Uh, are we looking for the needs of others like Jesus did? So we'll start with Carice, and we'll just keep sharing down the line here. Um, one of the moments that stuck out to me was when we were in a school, and we were in a classroom of first and second graders, I think it was, and Sean and I had just given um, the gospel and shared John 3.16 with them and prayed with the students. And then we were going outside to play some games, and um, all of a sudden, I felt like someone tapping on my back, and there's this little girl, and she just started talking a thousand miles a minute. Um, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> but she was saying, um, she was asking me why Jesus died on the cross for her, and like why it was so, what was the significance of the cross, and why was Jesus so important to her, and what it, what it meant for her, for Jesus. Jesus. And then um, also Caleb uh, mentioned about the teacher saying that they were having a devotional time, and the teacher had told me that two hours before, or they had it for two hours right before we came, and that it's not a Christian school, but they still have devotion time, and the students that want to partake in it do. And um, she was just saying how thankful and grateful she was that we came. It was their last day of school before summer vacation, and how grateful she was that our team came and how perfect the timing was because some students had just prayed before we got there and then to reiterate everything that they were just hearing. And also just um, it was neat to see how whenever we prepare for the trips, we pray for God to soften those hearts of the kids and of the people in Ecuador and then to see it actually take place that those hearts were prepared for us to get into the schools. So that's what stuck out to me. Good morning. Um, I wanted to just share that it was really cool that my whole family got to go this time. And um, Jason was, like, blown away at the fact that when we pulled up to the camp, here was this massive building that they had been praying over seven years prior. So when the, the men went on that work um, trip and they and Daniel was sharing like the vision and this is what we want and this is what we'd like to see and and there it was and it was so cool and it was a really nice building um, and it was a really neat place for these kids to come have their their Christian summer camps um, with the dorms and um, just all everything that was there I mean it would be awesome to see something like that or even locally for our kids it was really cool so Jason was just like this is it this is what he 
they were talking about when we were here helping with this one dorm, and now they're building more. There was a, a flat area for the next dormitory that they have to put because there's more kids. Um, so that was really neat. But to have the whole group go this time, um, like I said, Jason's been there twice before for different um, construction-type uh, work crews, and I went three years ago with the teenagers, and so my children, they got to hear the stories and see our pictures, but then for them to actually be there and be a part of it was really, really cool. Um, Caleb showed that picture of the grossness that, you know, Hannah was so thrilled about with that face. That was great. Um, at one point, I was pushing one of the um, girls around in, in the wheelchair. Just They wanted us to kind of get him out like, um, and walk him around and push him around. And I look over and I see this corner of sludge, and there's my 10-year-old. And I thought, I know that's not what he thought he was signing up for when they said crafts. So it just kind of melted my heart a little because if most people who know Jonas, you get this. You know, you don't get a lot from him. That's really not what he's like. But around here, that's what you get. And there, it was so cool to see that kid um, sitting there with Caleb, you know, in that grossness and doing that and making the best of it. And then also sharing his testimony. I mean, speaking into a microphone in front of large crowds of kids. Um, it was just a neat thing. Um, also, I didn't mention first service and I was thinking about it. It was really, really cool for me to see like Allie and, um, Carice and Kara, kids that have been on the trip that went in 2013 when we went with just the youth group and how they have grown and took so much leadership and, that was really cool. And something we prayed about three years ago was to see that here. And I have to tell you that I see that here, and that's an answer to prayer. And I wanted to share that with you because they are downstairs. They are serving with me, with the kids. They are plugging in. You know, They love these guys. And I just think that's awesome. And thank you so much for those that helped with us financially and for praying over us because that was a, a big ticket for us, for five of us to go. And um, God answered the prayers. And it was just awesome. So thank you so much. The other thing that we did was we did vacation Bible schools. We did two-day vacation Bible schools in multiple locations. The group divided up. We were all over the place. Courtney coordinated all that. She had supplies coming and going. She's up. The kids are playing checkers at night or something, and they're Chinese checkers, all right? But they're, she's up. She's making this stuff happen. She was an incredible coordinator. And we're thankful to have her on our team. Let's thank her this morning for what she's done. I'm Hunter, and that was my third trip to Ecuador. And on this trip, the thing that stood out to me the most was when we went to Hope Camp, which was the home for children with special needs. And when they said who could go into a room with 100% dependent children, I didn't hesitate at all to volunteer to go in there because I have a unique patience for kids with disabilities. So it was really cool for me to go in there, and my first job was to feed a 15-year-old a banana, which wasn't that hard. And then my next job was to walk him around for a half an hour, but the problem was he couldn't walk. So I literally had to stand behind him and hold him up and support him, and we took a step-by-step, step, and it took forever to get anywhere we were going. I had to like kick his foot to know that we were moving and stuff, so it was really humbling to see that. And the whole time, I was just talking to him, but he had no clue what I was saying, he has brain paralysis, so he definitely didn't know what I was doing. And you could just tell that God was working through him because no matter what I said, he smiled. And he was so happy to see all of us there. And we would pass other kids walking. We passed Allie with Susie, this really cute little girl who we read a story to. And all she did was smile the whole time. And she actually had her boyfriend there too, and they flirted the whole time. And it was just awesome to see how happy these kids were. So... By the end of the day, we had this little assembly, and everyone was dancing. This one kid was dancing so hard for Jesus that he fell on the floor, and Pastor Ken had to go pick him up, and then he started dancing with them. It was just so cool to see how happy these kids were, and it was definitely worth my, my um, travels, and I just want to thank everyone for supporting me financially and then spiritually, and I just love the opportunity and would love to go back sometime. That, that needs a special needs home. Um, you know, Jesus said, you've done unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. You've served. That's what Jesus did. He came to serve. I want to encourage you in our church to go serve. There are places like that all over our 
town, people that need help, people that need care. And if you went and volunteered, they would be so thrilled that you went and volunteered. And I want to encourage you, find where God has called you to do. But I know God's called all of us to reach out somehow, uh, whether it's coaching softball down the street or, or caring for somebody with special needs. There are so many ways that you can get involved and do something because that's what Jesus did. He came to serve, not to be served. And that's how he transformed the world. That's how people came to Christ, because of his serving. He served us on the cross. The, the next, uh, next young man up, this is Cameron Wise. Go ahead and introduce yourself where you're from. Like you said, I'm Cameron Wise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 16 in 11th grade from Denora, go to Ringgold. All right, uh, Cameron uh, came on a trip, and one of the things we would do, we would do interview testimonies like this. And so we're just going to do a little bit of an interview testimony so, uh, first of all, Cameron, tell us uh, your life before you came to Christ. The, in general terms, describe your life before you came to Christ. What was it like? My life before I came to Christ, it wasn't good. I was a bad kid, and I was caught up in all the wrong crowds, doing all the bad things, and I just wasn't on the right track, didn't have my dad around, made it a lot worse, and... I just didn't know my purpose yet in life. Okay, so you'd say you, you had a lot of pain in life and a lot of uh, no direction. Si, senor. Si, senor, okay. So uh, if we're used to, we did this in Ecuador. You had an interpreter, so it was three times as long. So um, uh, now Cameron, Cameron, somebody invited Cameron to church, and he started to come, and uh, he started to, I remember it's been almost two years, roughly a year and a half, two years he's been coming to church. I'll never forget the first day he came and, and just how excited we were and just, just seeing him start to check things out. And then I saw him start to go to the youth group. And then, then you came to Christ. Why don't you tell us how that you came to Christ? What happened in, in your life? How did, how did you get Christ in your life? I came out to the Christmas play, and I just thought it was amazing how God moves through plays and moves through people and just shows you paths and just things that you need to know and so I accepted Christ after the play and I was excited about it and then somebody else in the church helped me with discipleship and just helped me grow in Christ isn't that awesome so he came on the the day of humbug our Christmas dinner theater and he listened to the gospel. Somebody sat down with him afterwards. He opened his heart. He's right here. This is a local. This is, we didn't have to go to Ecuador to find this one, right? He's a local like you. And uh, accepted Christ. Somebody come alongside him, disciple him. He's growing Christ. He's not perfect. He's got a long way to go. We all do. Amen? And, uh, I mean, uh, let's give God a hand for that. That's just awesome. It's awesome. So... So that was just in December, and then he's been discipled throughout the year. So tell us how you ended up going to Ecuador, and what did God do in your heart? All right. So at first, I didn't even want to go to Ecuador at all. I had no interest in it. And then people started talking to me about it, started talking me into it. And so I got interested, and I wanted to go. And then I was worried about financial stuff. So I started cutting the grass up here. Got a good bit of money off of that. And then I sent out letters to a whole bunch of people in the church. And people just started sending in money left and right. And money just started raking up. And I ended it. wasn't raking up, folks. <laughs> it was bringing it in. God provided. <laughs> he did. He, provi yeah. he provided it. And... It was just amazing because it ended up paying for my whole trip, and thank you to everybody that gave. And it was just amazing to go on to the trip and experience everything that happened. Isn't that awesome? So let's give God a hand. Amen. That's exciting. And, and so, so many of you supported him, and God has blessed his life. God is moving in his life. And this is a fruit of the ministry here in our church and what God's doing. So God's doing it in Ecuador. He's doing it here. And I just wanted you to hear what God is doing. Great things are happening in our church. And God is moving mightily. So, um, so let's just be thanking God. I want you to be in prayer. You know, I watched that movie, Woodlawn. We had Woodlawn out here on our lawn 
on uh, Friday night, and that was a, it was a great night out here. And boy, I'll tell you what, people, uh, people were connected with that movie. And I saw a group of high school students, and they, they, on that movie, they won a football team to Christ. They turned a town upside down for Jesus. And you know, our young people have the same potential. Um, so I want you to pray for our kids that are out there in the school, Cameron, Alexa, uh, Hunter, um, Avery, and Hannah, and all these kids that are out there in our school system. And let's just uh, ask God, what could God do? Amen? Let's give God a hand. We thank you so much. I'm Gary Robbins. Um, I became a Christian when I was 18. I'm 62 now, and this is the first chance I've had to go on a mission trip. And it was very challenging, um, but uh, God touched my heart with it and uh, uh, gave me a new perspective on some things. Uh, we were very tired the first couple of days. We got like three and a half hours sleep uh, the first morning that we went into the school system. And uh, Caleb was in charge of the group that I was with. And it, that first classroom, it was very awkward. It was uncomfortable. We were sort of trying to converse with the students. And, you know, it, it just felt funny trying to do that. But eventually we, we uh, started playing some games and we got to present the gospel to them. And uh, uh, also on the, the day that we went to the special needs school, um, there, were, uh, there was a young boy that I worked with, uh, maybe 10 years old. He had a lot of problems. He breathed through a tube in his throat. He uh, had brain damage. He wore uh, padded protection on his head like a wrestler would wear and uh, worked with him some but he could walk, and he was inquisitive, and uh, he couldn't really communicate verbally. But um, he took my hand at some point and wanted to go explore some of the other buildings and rooms. And he liked playing in a ball pit they had there and uh, bouncing on a mattress uh, in one of the other rooms. Uh, the, his aide said that he liked music, so I played some music for him. Um, but not, you know, very limited responses and so forth from him. Uh, when we had the assembly that uh, others talked about, he did sit on my lap during part of that. And as I looked around the room, there were kids who were very joyous, you know, obviously, but there were other other kids who couldn't respond, um, couldn't express joy. And so, um, you know, I, sometimes what we do, we see results or we see an impact and sometimes we don't. But uh, we're to go and do it. And uh, um, we worked with what we had. Sometimes we were unprepared for what the situation was. So, but... Uh, learn to go and, and just do what God wanted. Um, there were other times like the large class on um, the last day uh, where uh, Hannah talked about students gathering around afterwards after Ken gave an invitation. And uh, that was a case where we do see the impact. We, you know, actually see some results immediately. Um, I would also like to talk about... Uh, something I learned in terms of trusting God for the finances. Uh, a couple of months ahead of time, I thought that I was going to manage okay with finances. But uh, Ken and Rhonda and the other team members said, you know, send letters out, um, set up a website for funding and so forth. And I, I did that. And about a third of my costs came in that way. But as we got down to the week before and I had to pay off the balance, I had to juggle some bills, delay a bill, and I was worried about my account being overdrawn. But, you know, I was committed to do this, so I had to, had to go ahead and cough up the money. But um, as I returned, 
Uh, turns out I got a significant oil and gas check that was written the day that we left on our trip. So uh, God provided, but I, I had to make that uh, move of faith to begin with. It was an awesome trip. I look forward to going back sometime, and uh, it was wonderful to get to know some of our members, teenagers and others, families, individuals. Um, they, they were just awesome to get to know and work with. Thank you. Gary was our elder on the trip, 62, and uh, all the way, we had ages all the way down to Jonas Hodson, who was 10, and so how exciting uh, it was to have such diversity. Um, as we close, I'm going to ask our team, they're going to come up and get in place to do a closing drama. We call this the stick drama, but, and you'll see by the sticks in just a moment, but Jesus said over in Matthew, uh, Matthew 9, he says that the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And so today as we close, I'd like to just encourage you to, to think about a few thoughts. Number one, have you had a personal encounter with Jesus yet? Uh, we've went around the globe helping people encounter Jesus. Have, have you had an encounter with Jesus today? Have you, do you know him personally? That's what it's all about. He died on the cross. He paid for your sin. He loves you so much. And it's not some distant fact. It's a relationship with God. And you can have that relationship with God. You can start that here today. And I invite you to start, start that relationship. Just call on him. The Bible says, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's where it all starts. Just start there. And secondly, my challenge to you is, are you reaping? Are you sowing? Are you involved in the work of the Lord? Jump in and serve, whether it's serving somebody at your office, serving somebody on your street, on your neighborhood, serving somebody in the church. Where are you serving? And, and, and truly serve other people because this is how people come to Christ. Let's close in prayer, and then they're going to close with the, uh, the stick drama. Father God, we come before you, and we thank you for all that you've done in this place. God, thank you for... Uh, the mighty ways that you're moving in our church. God, what a blessing it was to go to Ecuador. Now, Lord, we look forward to this week, Vacation Bible School. God, fill this place. We ask you to fill it with children. Bring families unto us, Lord, who need a Savior. Bring people who need Jesus, Lord, that, that we'll, be, uh, we'll be faithful to love them, to care for them, to serve them, to give them a cup of cold water in your name, to give them your name. So, God, I pray that this week, this will be a powerful week here at the church. Lord, for those in the room that, that need to have a personal encounter with you, Lord, I pray that you will make that happen, that they will respond to you just in the quietness of the moment and call upon you and say, Lord, I need you. I need you to save my soul. I really want to know you today. You died on the cross. You came back to life. I invite you into my heart. And, Lord, for every member in our church, I pray that you will turn us loose, Lord. Every member a minister, as we go out and we serve our community, we serve them in the name of Jesus and watch you give the increase. In your name we pray. Amen.
Despising our sin All hell sings her whispers Just forget it He's dead Then the father looked down To his son And said Like lightning from heaven, the stone was a rock. 